Welcome to the Dream Home Movement. This is your weekly dose of home and property inspiration, bringing you clever tips and advice from the very best experts and real life Renault stories with your host, Joe Violetta. Hey, hey, welcome to the Dream Home Movement. I'm your host, Joe Violetta, and in this episode, we are chatting about swimming pools. I'm talking to Ryan Waterson from Waterson Build about what the process act of planning and organizing and installing a swimming pool actually involves because I I have no idea. I've never really had a swimming pool. So I found this episode really interesting. And if you're thinking of getting a swimming pool, I think you'll find this episode really interesting as well. Now, just to let you know, this episode was recorded live in the RPPFM studios in Mornington back in September 2019. So yes, if you're a regular listener, you will know that I do record the episodes quite far in advance. And I do, look, honestly, I do have a bit of a backlog (laughs) that I'm working through. I would love to be the podcaster who publishes a podcast regularly like clockwork every single week. Uh, I'm doing my best. I know I'm a bit inconsistent, but I really appreciate you sticking with me. Uh, If you're a regular listener and if you're a new listener, welcome, tune in. Who knows? Maybe this is the start of me publishing a podcast every week. Maybe it's not, (laughs) but I hope you enjoy this episode anyway. All right, let's get stuck into it. Hey, hey, you're listening to the Dream Home Movement with me, your host, Jo Violetta, and we are talking swimming pools tonight. I am joined in the studio by Ryan from Waterson Build. Now, Ryan is the owner of Waterson Build, and it's located in beautiful Rye, which is on the Mornington Peninsula. It's a family-run residential and commercial construction business that specializes in architecturally designed, custom-built, and sustainable sustainable homes and seriously Ryan's work is gorgeous I recommend that you have a look at the website watersonbuild.com.au if you just want to be blown away by some stunning houses but tonight we're specifically talking about swimming pools because swimming pools are super popular on the Mornington Peninsula having a gorgeous pool in your beautiful backyard and the weather is starting to warm up so what better time to talk about that subject. Now, I know quite a few of my friends have actually um, embarked on pool builds recently. It's no mean feat. (laughs) It's a big job, but wow, the outcome is worth it. Ryan, what would the first step be that someone should take when they are planning to build a pool? Oh, look, (laughs) I mean, either, either call a pool builder or they could go to a draftsman, um, a lot of people sort of look in and, and, and they look at shells or it depends whether they're going to go fiberglass or concrete. Um, yeah, so they look, personally, I like it when they call me. Um, I can come out to their site and have a look and just make sure it's all going to fit, just discuss what sort of sizes they want. Um, it's hard to talk budgets initially when you first met somebody, but um, 
you know, there's like the fiberglass and the concrete. There's a, a significant cost saving there, and um, um, yeah. So I just like to go out there and, and talk to them, see what they want, and um, and and start the ball rolling that way. Okay, I think that's a really good idea to get someone like yourself out to have a look at the space before you start getting your heart set on on things so that you could they can get an idea of what's realistic yeah well absolutely because there's a lot of rules and regulations and siting rules that that comply so um and that'll all determine the size of the pool that they can put in and um some people might have massive backyards and, and they can have whatever they want but others mightn't so um that first point of call for me is if, if they call me or um, any other pool builder or um, I think the, the the builder is probably the first point of call because, um, uh, you know, I work with draftsmen that can then draw it up to, to start getting it ready for the permit side of things. Okay, because you need to get permits. Absolutely. Okay, so there's yep. a few things you need to. You've got to get the lot. permits, you've got to yep. get the finance. But yep. first of all, just get an idea of what would actually be realistic for your space yeah whether it's the houses or the pools it's it's what you know what people want or you know their, their dream list as i call it and um they get me out and they tell me what they need and then i can start um if it's simple i can pretty much pro- you know provide them with a quote there and then um and then that might give them you know uh, cost wise whether they can afford it and mm. i might hear from them again or i might not so <laughs> <laughs> i think i think when i was a kid i remember there was a lot of talk about us getting a a pool yep. it was, we had a massive backyard it was a big dream yep. and i think we did something similar we had someone like yourself come yep. out and then um they never got called back and then we ended up with one of those above ground yep. Yep. ones that were all the same depth the entire way through which was basically six feet so yes. Yes. it was just yep. it was really hard yep. <laughs> it was a bit of a terrifying pool oh look and, and pools are still a luxury item um but uh, you know, they, every second house seems to be getting pools these days. I'm not sure if they've come down in price or not. Um, I've only been doing the pools for the last six years, I guess. They all differ in, in size, obviously, is, is the cost of them. So, and yeah. what people want around them too. Yeah, yeah, it depends on what sort of pool yeah. you want. So, what does the pool building process involve? Okay, so uh, pools are almost as difficult as a, as a new home these days. Um, Parts of the peninsula still possibly might need a planning permit for pools, like even though it's not a house. Um, there's new rules with town planning where if the property has had a, a planning permit initially, then the pool will probably need one as well. Um, so, look, there's, there's two things. Obviously, you've got to get a draftsman to, to draw a site plan and, and draw it up where the, the location's going to be. Um, the safety barriers, the pool fencing, it's, it's extremely important. Um, and then you've got to go through a building surveyor to um, get it all approved. So, so yeah, get your drawings done. If you're doing a concrete pool, um, or re- regardless of fiberglass or... A fiberglass pool will come with engineering already done when you, when you purchase it. A concrete pool, you will have to get engineering drawings done as well as the, the draftsman to draw out the site plan. So those two things happen in a, in a new home build as well. Um, obviously not to the same scale, but, um, 
yeah, so you've got to get those drawings done and submitted to a building surveyor and um, obviously when you when you have your pool builder you've got your you've still got a building contract, you've still got like home warranty insurance on the pool. Um, and once all that's been done and okayed, you, the easy bit starts. So. Okay, so what? So the easy bit's the actual build. Gee, that, that, I didn't realise there was so much that had to happen before you even get yeah. to start building, and, and so many people involved. So we've got someone like yourself; they come out first. Yep. Um, so Ryan comes out, and then you get the plant, the draftsman to draw up the plans, and then you, you may need to get the plans approved. Yeah. And then we could be looking at an engineer, possibly yep. as as well. But would you guide people through? Yeah. Yep. That's something that that we do for our clients. So. Oh, okay, that's good. Um, and and clients can do it their way, or or someone like me, they can, um, you know, I have a draftsman, I have, I have pool engineers as well, so um, they can go to me, or they can get that done prior to me, and then if they've already got that done, which which some people do, um, you know, then they give it out to maybe three different people for quotes and. Um, but if it's all a bit too hard, they they can get me to do it, and and we do it. So oh, that sounds really yeah. good. So you can you can come in at any start. You can come in at the very start yep. and almost do like a concierge service where it's just yeah. done for you, nice and easy. Yep. Or you can come in after the plans have been yeah. drawn up, and you're you're happy to work that way Absolutely. as well. Yeah. It yep. depends on the client. You know, if the client's built before or in in any scale really, and they know the process of getting plans drawn up. Um, then that, that makes my life easier. Um, however, I do it as a, as a bit of a free service because they, they deal with me. I, I get it done and I get the job out of it. So yeah, sort of easy. That's amazing. That's so good because my head was starting to spin because I've never built a pool before. Yep. But to know that you can have someone guide you yep, through absolutely. that. So we've got all that. We've got our plans approved. We've got it all drawn up. Yep. What like what practically happens next? Okay, well, once all the approval side of that, that's done, and that that can take yeah, that that pre pre part. That's sort of you know, a draftsman he might take a couple of weeks, an engineer might be a couple of weeks, um, and a, a building permit might be two weeks. So so you've lost four to six weeks there and then before you've even started. So it's not just like yep, we're going to go with you. See you tomorrow. It's, it's not going to happen. Because of the red tape in this country and, and the permits and all that's got to be done properly, um, you know, uh, you know, I probably have to get a soil report done for the engineering as well. So it's another little fee and process. Um, but yeah, once all that's done, it's approved. Um, that's why I say then, then it's the easy bit, just getting in and doing the work. Um, so, so we would just come in and, and work with those plans and measure it up off the off the site plan that was given and um, which we did yesterday and and start digging the hole basically and uh, there's a lot to go into that as well like you've got to get machines into a, a backyard and if you've got plenty of access then terrific but if you're in a tight backyard um, you know we've we've crane pools over roofs of houses and. Um, you know, you can crane machines over the roof of houses and you've got to get the dirt out and if it's no access at all, it could end up being a handy. <laughs> no way. Wow. <laughs> I probably wouldn't do the job. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, we get little one and a half ton excavators in and, and get them out. It's, it's painful, but it's all... And that's where costs can differ too on, on the time frame that, that it takes. Um, 
But yeah, so get get the, the hole dug and, and just go through the whole process of installing the pool. So we've got the hole dug yep. and then the pool goes, the actual pool goes in. Yep. Um, and th- look, I've never done this before. So the pool goes in and yep. then something else. <laughs> That's okay. So look, if... I fitted a fiberglass pool in, in the ground yesterday. So fiberglass pools are easy because they, they come as a shell. You buy them as a kit. It's got the shell and it's got all the filtration equipment. Um, we have to put the lights in them and, and all the, the plumbing to them, but um, they're pretty straightforward. So so that goes in the ground and, and then you've got, to, um, you've got to prop it all and and backfill around the sides where you've dug it out and uh, you've got to overdig them a little bit to, to get all the pipe work out. So... Um, yeah, so that just the backfill happens, and then um, then when we get close to the top of the of the backfill, um, we've got to put a concrete edge beam around it. So we have to mesh and reinforce around the outside of it and and pour that. Um, you know, there's a couple of ways you can do it. You can you can prop the the inside of the shell and and backfill it, or you can fill it up with water as well as a few timber props and and get the water in. But when you get the water in, you've got to have um, temporary fencing or uh, if you're lucky enough, you might get in and do the, the proper fencing first. It just depends on your access, of course. But, um, yeah, so, you know, once, once water's in and once any more than 300 mil of depth in the in the pool requires uh, pool the, fencing. So okay. that's when the, the safety side of it comes into play. So if there's just how many mils? 300 mils. 300 mils. So it's yeah. not a, it's not, not a, not a lot. Yeah. Uh, for We have quite a few international listeners to okay. the show as well. Yeah. So just to let our international listeners know, in Australia we've got quite, thankfully, quite strict rules, in my opinion, thankfully, quite strict rules around fencing for yep. pools to Absolutely. keep, you know, everyone nice and nice and safe, little ones out of the pool when they're not supervised. So, yeah, 300 mils. And then you would put down all your, I don't know, your tiles or whatever it is, I don't that's, know, that's correct, stuff yeah. around the pool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's, you know, the pool, the, that pool build, like for a fiberglass pool, that might only take two or three days to get it in the ground. Oh, truly. Um, you know, you might have that all up and running within within a week possibly. Um, but then you've got landscaping or carpentry decks around them or concreted areas around the pool or, and, and tiled, so decks or tiling, whatever the person chooses. Um, uh, so that gets done and so that, you know, the pool's one part but then you've got the, the exterior around it and that's where costs can start getting dearer and dearer depending on the on the size of the area that, that, that has to be landscaped. Um, then, then the pool fencing goes on top of that. Um, yeah, and then that, and then the temporary stuff can be taken away and, um, but yeah, the pool balustrade is um, extremely important. Um, and that's that's probably one of the last parts. Um, okay, so um, when you're so for our listeners, when you're in your planning stage, you you need to but factor in all of those different elements of the pool into yeah. your into your budget because exactly. it is do you know it is doable so long as you know what what you're up for. That's correct. Yeah. Yep. Do you, and do you help like when you come out and do that initial sort of discussion? Yep. Do you help people understand what the overall absolutely yeah and uh, you know like some pool builders will just come in and do the the pool um the building surveyor cares about two things the structural element of the pool and the pool barrier 
he wants to know that the pool's not going to collapse, it's all going to be safe, and he also wants to know that a young toddler's not going to drown. Um, so I, I would say that the pool fencing is probably the most serious part of the whole job, um, which is what he checks at the end to sign off on. Right. So okay. our, our spacings of balustrade have to be a certain spacing and, you know, it's all got to work properly. And um, now there's new rules coming out that they're going to be... Um, they're going to be inspected 12 monthly right, um, okay. on all new pool builds. So, so the homeowner has a, an expectation of upkeeping their, their pool balustrading. So, um, so, you know, when the builder walks away, they don't come and pull it down or, um, you know, if the self-closing hinges aren't working properly, they, they have to. So, Okay, um, that's good. Year. Wow, yeah, okay. Is, new, new rules. That's right. So I guess if we're looking at overall how long this, this would take, we're looking at about four to six weeks in the pla- pre-planning phase, yeah. r- roughly. We're just yeah. giving very yeah. general ballparks yeah. here. And then the build... Oh, look, the, the, the pool itself, uh, so if we talk about a fiberglass pool, yeah, you know, we, we call it a week. With a concrete pool, um, we'll probably have it concreted within sort of two weeks, um, from from dig to to steel reinforcement, the pre-plumbing of them, the pool spray itself. Once the concrete pool sprayed, um, on the engineering it says you've got to let them cure for four weeks. So nothing can be done on that pool for four weeks. Wow, okay. Um, possibly you might be able to do a bit of work around the outside of the, the pool area if there's you know, other concreting areas or decks possibly, but they have to be tiled, so you've got to have all your heights right. Um, so you might be able to keep doing some work, but I basically pour them and, and we don't come back for, for nearly a month. Because, wow, okay. Yeah, and then with the concrete ones, after that month, the, the pool tiler can come in. He can he can render the inside, um, waterproof it and, um, and, and tile it and, and put a coping paver on it or whatever the, the final outcome is, so... Yeah. So then, all up, oh, and then you've got. Oh, and then once the, once the tile is done, it's really quick after that. Then it might be another one to two week process, depending on around it again. But yeah. So all up, it really depends on whether you're getting fiberglass That's, or or yeah. cement. Yeah. But you you could be looking at anywhere from sort of like nine weeks for fiberglass maybe including planning yeah including yeah yeah and then even like and longer longer yeah. like 15 weeks yeah. or something yep. Yep. for um for cement well, if it's done properly yeah, yeah. if yeah. it's done properly that's right so you need to be patient people i know yeah. you're dying to jump into that gorgeous pool but you need to <laughs> you need to be patient because it's it's not just for one summer it's for lots of that's summers right. isn't it and look and i know that that four weeks of not doing anything once it's been sprayed is you know what are you doing well you're not doing anything on it but it the concrete's curing you know it does its movement and then um then after that the the pool tiler can can render it and, and line it so uh, but that's uh, the proper process of the concrete shell so for the live show the live show, if you're not listening to the podcast if you're listening to the live show it's what's today is it the 20th or the 9th it's the 19th of September okay so if you're expecting your pool by Christmas you need to do something now 
<laughs> you need to have a good draftsman and engineer yeah. that can turn things around within a couple of days. Yeah. You need to, because, do, like, contacting Ryan on the 1st of December and saying, I need the pool by Christmas Day because I've got relatives coming. I'll, I'll go to Target and buy a little blow-up <laughs> one and, and I'll bring it around. That's all you're getting. <laughs> well, when we come back from the break, we are going to chat about the best tips for a successful pool build some and some of the biggest mistakes that people make um, when they're when they're getting a new pool all that is coming up next welcome back to the dream home movement only here on rwpfm ryan what are your best tips for a successful pool build? I think researching um, the type of products that you want. Um, uh, look, concrete are fairly standard. Um, you know, you're going to have your drawings and you know whether the linings, whether you're going to have rendered finishes or tiles. So they're pretty straightforward. Um, but I'd suggest with the fiberglass pools, there's a lot of them out there on the market. Um, don't go for the cheapest one. Um, talk to the people that install them um, to see the types they actually like. Um, don't shop on eBay for cheap pumps because um, you get what you pay for basically. And um, so that's that's probably it. But um, you know, just just make make sure they're all qualified people that that do the work and um, and, and you know if they're professional people, they'll they'll do a good job. Um, like, like any business, there's, there's good and bad in, in all of us. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. In every industry, there's some people that make the industry look a bit oh, dodge, and then there's yeah. you've got your real quality people as well. Yeah. Uh, I like I like the tip around paying for quality and asking professionals before you buy things because a pool isn't just for Christmas; it's for life. That's right. And and I'm predominantly a, a home builder, and I do pools for for people that want them in their homes. Um, so I'm not interested in buying the, and when I say the cheapest, there might not be a lot of difference. We might be talking of a couple hundred dollars, but some people are just set on saving the, the total dollar. And I've just got one company that I buy from because they're a really good pool and I don't look elsewhere, um, whereas other people look all over the internet and, and there are some out there that are slightly cheaper, but um, you know they're, they're not as good a quality either so that's probably the biggest thing you know we're not talking a lot of money in the scheme of the build to to do it right any other tips for a successful build yeah yeah look a successful build will be from start to finish so hopefully that that the draftsman his plans get done quickly um you know the, the the building surveyor that all the plans and permits get done fairly quickly and promptly um, and you know when the builder can get in and, and do the job, that gets done smoothly. Um, no damage to to surrounding areas of the pool, and, and try to you know because that's that's pretty important when you're in tight access areas. Um, yeah, get in, get out, and, and and make sure it's done properly. So I think, and then everyone's going to be happy, and clients will be happy and talk them through, get, get your pool plumber to show them how to use the equipment and, and, and maintain it and it'll, it'll last for a long time. 
Okay, so definitely you need the right team around you. And I like that you mentioned also maintaining the pool because it's one thing to, to invest all this time yeah. and effort and, and, and resources. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and with, with tile pools especially, um, you know, people will say to me, oh, you know, do the tiles fall off five years down the track? Well, they'll never fall off if you maintain the water quality. Okay. Um, so as I said, probably at the start, pools still are a luxury item because your next best friend needs to be the pool shop. Um, if you don't look after it yourself, they need to come out regularly to test the water, get all the chemicals right. Um, summertime, the evaporation in the pools is huge. Um, so you're constantly filling them up full of water and, um, and those chemicals are changing all the time. Winter's pretty, pretty easy, but summer, you've, you've got to stay on top of it. And if you, if you stay on top of it, the thing will last a long time. Okay, so maintain that yep. beautiful pool of yours. Absolutely. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see people making, apart from not maintaining their Yeah, pool? Just, just buying cheap gear that doesn't last long and, and then complaining why something's wrong with it and, you know, pumps not lasting and, um, yeah, look, I, I don't see a lot of bad things because... You know, I'm only a small pool builder and, and I do all my own myself. So, um, but I have had a lot of people say to me, oh, but I can buy this shell for this price. And well, yeah, you can buy it, but I don't want to fit it because I know it's crap. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And, and, well, you know, as I said to you, that, that initial cost of buying the shell or, um, we mightn't be talking about a lot of money in, in the scheme of the actual whole job. So you've got to look at it as a whole and not just try to save a dollar on one little thing. Um, I understand budgets are very important, but um, yeah, this is a, a longevity type thing. So, yeah. It'll end up costing you a lot more than an Correct. extra couple of hundred in the long, yeah, in the long term. Um, yeah. yeah, and you know... You know, my team of guys with my concrete pools are, are terrific. So, you know, pools that are out of the ground, they need to be waterproofed um, so they don't leak on the outside. But, you know, a lot of a lot of guys put them in and, and they get a lot of moisture on the outside and, and wonder what went wrong. But if they had put some waterproofing in it, it would have saved them hundreds of thousands of dollars. Wow, um, okay. So waterproofing. Oh, well, can it just affect the, yeah. the perimeter of the area and... and once there's water in it, you, you can't fix it. Okay. So. All right. Good tips. Big yeah. mistakes, but eat. But eas- they sounds like they're easily avoided Absolutely. with the right the right advice and the right the yeah. right team around you. Now, we've I've got a couple of questions that I ask all of our guests. They're sort of signature questions. Uh, and uh, Ryan, I don't know if you were privy to these questions before tonight. So it's going to be very can- a candid response. Yep. What is your favourite interior design or architectural style from a bygone era? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I have a favourite as such, but, um, you know, these days I'm into modern homes, but um, mainly because I grew up on old Victorian homes. So, um, you know, I grew, I grew up on old high hardwood skirting with lots of feature in them and... So those sorts of things, uh, the, old, the old Victorians, um, bullnose verandas are always cute when I drive mm. past them. Um, they are gorgeous. Yeah, and you know what, they're yeah. coming back in fashion. So They it's, are. It's funny how these old period homes are... You know, they, they still look good today if they're done right. They they certainly do. Yeah. They do. I love that. I love that style of architecture as well. Yeah. I love that that style yeah. of home. And our signature question: What does the phrase "dream home" mean to you? 
Oh, look, it's, uh, to me, it's pretty straightforward, but, I mean, it varies for everybody, and, you know, I guess if people are listening to the show, they, they, they love homes and, and architecture and, and design and, and pool areas and space, so a, a dream home is just loving the space that you live in, really. Um, you know, for me, it's a tough one because it changes every five years because new products are coming out, new designs, better materials. So I'll live in a house and go, I'm over it a couple of years later and I'll do something else. But <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's, that's tough for, for being a builder, seeing all these new things all the time. So. Oh yeah, it, it would, it would be but because it, you'd, you'd get a bit of fear of missing out. You're seeing yeah. all this new cool stuff oh, and, and, like that and, yeah. and, and it ends up costing you a fortune. So, but yeah, just loving the space that you're in, having, you know, for me it's the home and then the backyard and, you know, now that I have young kids, you know, seeing them out in the backyard playing and swimming in a pool, it's all fun and um, it's my biggest problem is trying to have enough time to, to, to do that. So To be there and enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. It's tricky. So, that's what it's all about, I think. Well, that was, I've learnt so much about pools. I really wanted to get into the nitty gritty because I have no idea what is involved in building a pool, but I feel like a little bit of an expert now. I can definitely talk about it at the next barbecue that I'm at and what happens in a pool build. Uh, thank you so much for coming in tonight. I really appreciate it. And if people want to, I want them to go and have a look at your work because it's gorgeous. But if people want to find you, follow you, get in contact with you, how can they do that? Um, look, I have a, a, we a website. So if I was just a Google Waterson Build, um, Waterson Build on Instagram. Um, I also have a Facebook page, but I'm not very good on it. So <laughs> probably just find my phone number off the website and, and give me a call and. Um, I'll always always answer or get back to you straight away. So Perfect. Yeah, well, we'll just water some build and it should come up. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Ryan. It was lovely to meet you and thank you for teaching us all about Thanks pool builds. Me. My pleasure. Yeah. When we come back from the break, we have the finance segment with Carl and he is going to tell you how to get the funds for that beautiful backyard pool build of yours. Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement, only here on RPPFM. We are heading into the finance segment with Carl from Violetta Finance. So let's see, have we got Carl on the line? Are you there, Carl? Yes, you have. <laughs> Hello, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Good. Now, we have had gorgeous weather today, and mm. uh, the topic for tonight's show was really fitting. It was swimming pools. So I was talking to Ryan from Waterson Build about what's involved in actually building a swimming pool in, in your backyard. Oh, um, yeah? Yeah, which was really interesting because I've never, I've never done, lived through that process before. But a swimming pool, unless you're buying a blow-up one from Kmart, it costs, you know, it costs a little bit of money. It's an investment. So I thought perhaps we could talk to you tonight about how you organise the, if you don't have the money saved up, how mm. you can organise finance for a swimming pool build in your backyard. Yeah, sure. So <clears throat> I guess from a, from a, a securing finance perspective for your home loan, you want to get your ducks in a row. So... You obviously want to get a quote um, to 
build the pool and to build the safety fence. Um, once you have that, I think you want to definitely um, talk to the local council about securing your approval, and then um, then we can do the home loan part of it. Because as a broker, what I do is I have to tell the bank that the, the reason why you need the money for the loan is to build a pool or a pool with a deck or a pool with a deck and the fence, fencing, safety fencing around it. We have to um, disclose the purpose of the funds. Building a pool um, with the safety barrier would be regarded as home improvement. For the bank to approve the loan, um, you've got to go through the checks and balances um, and one of the checks and balances is that does the pool or, or has local council approved the pool. So that would be one of their requirements for uh, approving the loan is do you have local council permit in place. Okay, so the council permit approval comes before the finance application. Well, it, it, it can, they can be... Um, they can be processed in conjunction of... Oh, okay, right? got it, yeah. So, because, I, I mean, I'm not very familiar with dealing with council, so I don't know the ins and outs of council at all whatsoever. Um, but um, because it's a requirement of the bank, um, <clears throat> let's say that you and I were building a pool um, and we wanted to submit a loan for pre-approval, so we get that box ticked off, like, you know, hey, we need you know, um, say $60,000 to install a pool in the backyard, um, the bank's going to go, yeah, problems, happy with your income, um, happy with the purpose of the funds. Um, we're going to um, approve this loan subject to permit from local council. Ah, got it. Okay, that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, so that's really all that's required. Um, process would probably take about a week for the approval, maybe slightly less depending on the season that you're wanting to build. <clears throat> um, once the uh, approval is in place, then I don't know how long council is going to take to approve something like that. Um, it could take weeks, it could take months. Um, yeah, I don't really have any visibility around that. So once the council approval has been, uh, been provided to the bank, uh, they'll just issue the documents, sign off on it, give it back to the bank, and the funds will be sitting nice and pretty in your bank account. And then, yeah, you can engage your local builder and they can do the work for you or the pool installer. Perfect. Okay, so it's uh, and so did you say it's a refinance re on your or you? Oh, uh, it depends. It depends if um, I wouldn't. Yeah. There's a number of ways that you can go about it. Um, you can just um, contact your existing broker use the broker to do your home loan to do what we call a top-up, top-up loan. Okay, got it. Um, but if you're refinancing, you want to put that in the radar too, that, oh, actually, with the refinance, the reason why we're refining is because we want a cheaper, uh, lower interest rates on a home loan to lower our repayments, plus we also want to do some home improvements. And one of the home improvements is to build a pool. So um, when you're doing a refinance, then you can add uh, the... Okay, so it could be a top-up or it could be a refinance, but just speak with your your broker 
if you already have a relationship with one, or otherwise people could just um, ask you as well, can't they? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, um, they can just drop a query on our website and say, hey, what's involved with doing home improvements? You know, uh, this is what we're doing um, and what would be the best way to go about it. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. That was super helpful. And where can people find you, follow you? How can they get in contact with you if they've got any questions or need more information? Yeah, we've got a pretty awesome website. They can drop us a line there. Um, they can follow us on um, Facebook or on Instagram. Our handle is Violetta Finance. Or they can give me a call. Uh, my number is 0424 Thank you so much, Carl. I look forward to chatting with you again next week. Thank you, Joe. Have fun. <laughs> Will do. Bye. Bye. If you like the show, if you love the show, why not pop on over to I, um, Apple Podcasts and leave, uh, if you've got an Apple device, and leave us a review. Five star would be very much appreciated. It helps people find the show. And the more listeners, the better, the more people that we can help achieve their dream homes. <laughs> and uh, if you don't have an Apple device, just go wherever you listen to good um, podcasts and leave a review review there that would really help me even if you listen to the live show you don't listen to the podcast if you can leave a review that would be amazing we are currently rating in the top 10 in australia for um podcasts in the house and garden category so that's an amazing achievement and definitely could not have made that happen without your help so i really appreciate it and uh, i look forward to speaking with you again very soon i hope your dream home projects are going well that's it from me for now bye thanks for joining us on the dream home movement be sure to come over and say hi on facebook and instagram i hope that your dream home projects are going well and i look forward to chatting with you again next week